Economic Development for Africa. In recognition of Black History Month 2024, Aprioran is issuing a program aimed at developing nations without the capital to develop the conventional, meaning capitalist, way, or the centralized power needed to implement communism. This pretty much includes all of Africa and many other places as well. The only capital that is required to create economic development is people with faith. Faith is the unknown. It is easy to find people. It is hard to find faith. It is very, very difficult to find people with faith sufficient to create a dynamic economy. It may be impossible to find people with sufficient faith to build a utopia or what is the biblical church. The impulse will surely be to turn this into something subjective. Most people think faith is unknowable. If we cannot know it in a way that makes it identifiable, then it cannot be quantified. So people say they have faith and others say they do not, but there is no path to qualifying or quantifying these statements. And so investors find themselves with a group of people of varying degrees of faith, and regardless of the investment or theory, it is very hard to make anything out of these people. A qualified exception can be made in nations with developed economies. Because these people have learned to have faith, at least more so than those of the third world. However, if Tom does not trust Harry even a little bit, how can they be encouraged to work together? If there is no trust between the members of a group, they will not specialize. It is not enough to have people to have economic development. There has to be specialization to have economic development, as that is what economic development is. To the extent that the economy is diversified, and people are categorized into specialties, to that degree is their economic development in progress. The trick is less about forcing specialization as preventing gatekeepers from barring people from doing what they are best at, because of a self interest in maintaining the status quo. This is the real problem with slavery. Slave owners and totalitarian dictatorships share the same error. They think their immediate needs are important. Totalitarians hinder progress. This is all Africa or anywhere else needs to know. The people have to look at what hinders the goal of every increasing specialization and remove it. This could be a leader, a political system, a monetary system, or a cultural factor. Whatever it is, it needs to be removed. One of the greatest sources of redundancy is the tribal mindset. People with little faith do not trust anyone and so tend to maintain a very rudimentary lifestyle, a level at which each person is more or less able to supply their own wants. Because of this, there is little trade. If someone has a surplus of some kind, for example, they have killed a large animal or gathered in a large harvest, the surplus is given away to members of a network which recognizes reciprocal obligations. You give me your surplus, and this means I must share my surplus with you. These kinds of informal networks still exist even in the most developed nations, only the reciprocity is less frequent. You invite me to your parties, I invite you to mine. I help you move. And you help me, or perhaps you help a friend of mine who helps me. The reciprocity is more about the network than particular individuals. The main impediment to specialization is people, but these hindrances to development must have assistance from other sources, just like development needs specialization. This ability to hinder and redirect economic development is not one thing but an association of things. There is a triad composed of the state and monetary system and an ownership model that allows power to be shifted towards the political and economic center. If ownership is based on power or capital, then the ability to administrate property and money gives one power. In the capitalist system, the state licenses ownership for a few privileged persons. Property has to be paid for. 
an owner has to have access to considerable sums of money to get property. Therefore, he has a vested interest in methods of protection. The need to have his property protected gives him and the state a common interest. The rich are willing to fund the state in exchange for the protection offered by the state. It is a pact made in hell, but it benefits both parties. If wealth is widely dispersed, then property ownership is widely dispersed. If this is so then power is equally dispersed. The West created a lot of wealth and property ownership became fairly common. Power became widely dispersed in the West. There was less opportunity for a small group of elites to gain control over the property of the nation. Therefore, power also had to be shared. In Africa, due to several factors, this widespread ownership of commercial property is less evidenced. Personal property is such that it does not offer much political leverage. In any case Africa has had a particularly difficult time in creating economic development. The following program is easily implemented regardless of one's station or location. But it is manifested Christian in the way it works. It is based on faith and that organizational model called a church. This makes it an unacceptable solution for many persons and groups, however, it is guaranteed to work where implemented. But let's look closely at why economic development has so far failed in so many cases. First let us remember that we have claimed the solution is Christian, therefore the solution implies there is Christ at the head of it. In this way of thinking, problems arise when we live with another head. This actually applies when discussing the many Christian denominations. But in terms of the present discussion, economic development works the closer we move to a system in which the headship is Christ. The economy falters as intersectionality is employed. Intersectionality is the alternative TP Christianity. In an intersectional paradigm some other agent takes the head office. The other term for this agent is idol. Intersectionality is a social model based on one or other form of idolatry. This is how simple it is. But naturally, one has to accept that failure is due to idolatry and success requires ecumenicalism. We cannot be a separate church. We cannot divide the faithful to worship idols. Africa is full of idols. The tribal social structure is not only tribal but incapable of an ecumenical solution. This is not to say that a solution is not possible, but it is not possible if Africa is going to continue its intersectional tribalism. Not even the church has to date been able to make many inroads into the tribal structure of Africa. The colonial national structure has also run afoul of the tribal relationships that run counter to the national borders. In other words, ecumenicism requires its own foundation. This is the problem. Africa like elsewhere, rejects the church as an operational model and has nothing to replace it with. The tribe keeps Africans in poverty and communism at most, turns the continent into a tribe. But it does nothing to change the fundamental problem. If we do not have security of property we see other people as representing risk. If others represent risk then there will always be a sense of fear that can only be assuaged by the operation of a state. This only exacerbates the problem and makes it virtually impossible to change things. The regulatory state traps people in a culture of fear. Africa and other nations find it difficult to get out of this fear trap because they are in a regulatory environment which appears to protect them. It does, but at considerable cost. To escape this trap, we have to transform fear into faith. The technology for doing this is the church. This is not the institutional or intersectional church based as it is on idols. 
Persons of faith, which is people who have committed to trusting one another, must build their own church. The vehicle which both builds the church and the economy is called an a priori trust. Every member of the trust is represented by an account. Records are maintained using a unit of account called a prefer. It takes only three people to set up an a priori trust. Members of the trust help one another and record the value of the work done as a credit to their account. As more people join the trust specialization occurs. All the trades can and will be represented. When someone needs help, they are paid by increasing the credits column of their account. When we need help, we pay for the help we get by lowering the value of the debit column. Payments to an account are credits, payments from the account are debits. It is that simple. No bank or fiat money is needed to run an economy. All that is needed is an accounting system and a unit of account to track debits and credits.